we'd like to welcome you back to our fourth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 18th, 2019. The next uh, video to kind of round out a lot of the Christian subjects we've been covering is called A Final Warning to Christians in the Last Days by um, David Wilkerson, who's went to be with the Lord, and this is about a, about a 15 minute video I'm gonna play here. Probably one of the greatest tragedies uh, in Christianity today, I believe, is the apostasy concerning the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I honestly believe that those among us here who are really looking for his coming and yearning for it would be absolutely shocked at the masses in Christianity today who no longer believe in the coming of the Lord. They have jettisoned that from their thinking and their theology. They are not looking for his coming. They are saying he will not come in my lifetime. Our teachings now saying he's, he may not come for centuries. And so they have put away and out of mind the truth of his coming. We are seeing fulfilled right before our eyes the warning of Peter, the apostle. There shall come in the last days scoffers, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the sign of his coming? Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of time. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Paul says more than once to Timothy, be sober, be sober, be sober. The end of the world is coming. Dear Lord, if it was coming 2,000 years ago, where are we tonight? Makes me wonder if he's coming for those who are not expecting him. He said, for those who look for him shall he appear the second time without sin under salvation. There's a crown of righteousness waiting for all who are looking, yearning, loving his appearance. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord is coming. Come on, there's not much time left. I'm going into his eternal presence forever, so what if I suffer a little? What if I'm not right? No matter what happens to the society, if you have ever uppermost in your mind that Jesus is coming at any moment, any hour, as he said he would, this is a motivation to holiness. It's a motivation to keeping focused on Jesus Christ, no matter what happens in your day and age. And we have a whole army of ministers in the pulpit today, preachers of peace, saying, Relax. You're okay. I'm okay. Relax. And because iniquity shall abound, escalate like an avalanche, the literal word, like an avalanche. Not uh, they're showing a picture of, in a church, of, oh, this is nasty, of all these guys in these women that are lesbians and gay guys in the church facing each other holding each other's hands i don't know if they're doing some kind of mass marriage or something in but it looks like it's in a church yeah there's oh and again regardless of if you're pre-trib post-trib mid-trib pre-wrath you could apply this to you know no man know the day or the hour that you're gonna die Okay, because you could say, well, this is just in con in context to Jesus coming back and a pre-trib rapture, or if you believe post-trib or mid-trib, whatever. Okay, well, but what about no man knows the day or the hour that he's going to die? So it, it could be like that's you know you're going to meet Jesus then one way or another. That's that's the eminent that would be eminent as well. So I would apply it more in that context 
regarding that. Nothing can stop it. It just escalates more and more, and nothing can stop it. Because iniquity and lawlessness, literally, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Greek, the love of the most. They're showing like this. Ugh, this is horrible. They're showing like these supposed Christians, Catholics, on behalf of Christians, we're sorry for showing hate and not love. And they're doing it in like, like a gay parade. You know, they're, they're just ignoring what Romans 1 says about being turned over to a reprobate mind and, and that these are abominations. And they're ignoring all the things the Bible says in the Old Testament about that it's wickedness and it's evil, men with men, women with women. They're just ignoring all that. They don't care any about any of that. They just want to appease the wicked sodomites and the, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender crowd. That's all they're concerned about is pleasing men. That's cold. The Greek, the love of the most. We profess Christianity. We wax cold. God sake. It's happening right now, sir. In case you don't. Oh, so sickening. The signs they're putting up. I didn't see this the first time I listened to this. What really should happen in the church? And it shows two priests with clerical collars on kissing in like this picture. Oh my word. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many foacks call. But he that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Shall be saved. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Yes. The Bible says he began to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. Now this servant is not eating and drinking Christ anymore. He's not into the word. He's bored with the word of God now. He doesn't want to hear anything about the coming of the Lord because it's going to ruin his lifestyle now. Because you see, the world is creeping in. The spirit of the age is creeping in. This man's thinking is changing completely. I've got all the time in the world. You know, a lot of Christians today are living for the devil and saying, well, uh, he's not coming right now anyhow, but if, if I get sick and before I die, I'll repent. Chances are you won't get that chance. Because only those who expect the coming of the Lord are feeding on Christ. What are you eating and drinking? Are you as much in love with Jesus this morning while I'm talking to you as you were a year ago? Are you as hungry for the Word of God? Or have you, Jesus put, have you put Jesus on the backside of your mind? He's back here somewhere and you say, oh yeah, I believe him, I trust him, but you know, I've got all these things to do, I've got things in my life. And little by little, you eat and drink the other things of this world and you are, you are not Focus now on Jesus. You are not eating and drinking. And the only reason you would do that is because you really don't believe Jesus is coming soon. If you really believe Jesus is coming at any moment and you believe what he said, be ye ready. You see, when you're not 
eating and feasting like Christ, you don't expect His return. You turn to the world. You turn to its filth. It's time for us to love purity and stop loving the pollution that comes through the airwaves and television and radio and the smut that's being printed in magazines and books. We need to sober up and realize that God is active to save and by default he is also active to judge and that there are souls perishing eating and drinking with the drunken it means that you're eating the same food drinking the same food that's intoxicated the world they are intoxicated now with sports and entertainment and not one thought of spending an hour along with Jesus in the word there's an intoxication with sports in the United States that is absolutely demonic. There's nothing filthier than soap operas. Nothing. Nudity, filth, adultery, fornication. And I'm going to look you right in the eye and tell you that if you're sitting there when Jesus comes and you're watching that filth, how do you expect to come out of that cesspool suddenly into the arms of Jesus? Come on now. How do you sit there and watch those talk shows that are nothing but slop from the very pits? Absolute filth. And you're going to feed on that? You're going to drink that drink? You're going to eat that food with the drunken and get intoxicated with this? This is life and death. If you think I'm putting on a show, then you're missing the whole point. What are you eating and drinking from that computer? Come on, what are you eating and drinking? And I say this for the young people especially. Ten years ago, I couldn't have preached this. This is where we're headed, folks. And I'm telling you, it's going to, you're going, if you are drinking and eating at the wrong table, if you start eating and drinking with the drunken, you will not make it. I say it again, you will not make it. Because Jesus says, the Bible says clearly evil men are going to wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. And you and I cannot sit here now. If, if we had the full vision, we would all be on our feet weeping or on our knees and on our face if we knew what's coming. To be in love with the appearing is to have a sense of reality. What do I mean by reality? The judgments of God that are here and that are coming upon the earth in mass. And then the eternal judgment of God most Christians are not in touch with reality. They're not sober. There's moments and glimpses when we need God, but there's not a sense that the earth is pregnant with the judgments of God, that at the end of the age, the earth will experience the most ravaging judgments of God ever, and then there will be an eternal judgment. We don't think about these things. First of all, you must have in your home a renewed vision of the soon return of Jesus Christ. There has to be a cry in you so that your children hear it. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. So the church needs a sense of sobriety that things are not going to continue on the way they are. And this has to be uppermost in your mind. If, if, if you don't have this truth burning and, and, and alive, a flame in your heart, saying, oh, Jesus, I believe that you can come at any moment. I want to be prepared. Oh, God, by your Holy Spirit, enable me. Give me power to live for you. Hey, 
all all that is in this life thank god for family thank god for friends thank god for his blessings but there's this is not the real world this is not the real world we're going somewhere for eternity this is just a little piece of eternity cut out called time and space to repent a little time and space to, to, to prepare our hearts for the glory of god that awaits us i'm not living for today you're going to stand before me. It's appointed unto man once to die after this, the judgment. And folks, we're going to go to the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to stand before him as believers. Some of you are going to be damned. You're not going to be saved. The Lord's going to bind you hand and foot and cast into outer darkness for an eternity. And your hell is going to be so much more terrifying than the heathen because above that's the great white throne judgment though the judgment seat of Christ is for believers to judge their their works the great white throne is to judge unbelievers to whom much is given much is expected sadly some of you who can look at brother Carter you can look at me you say I love my pastors I love these men but you're still going to hell you want to die and go to hell because you have never fully yielded you're still not you don't even pick this up at home you're not into it he's talking about the Bible you never get alone with him and seek him you're not eating and drinking Christ, you've not become that faithful, wise servant. You still speak doubt. You speak unbelief. If you loved him and you believe he's coming, you'll run to him. The Bible says absolutely the law is meant to bring you to such a state of helplessness and terror that you're driven to Christ and his mercy and preaching like this is, is intended to become a law to you that exposes your laziness exposes everything it's unlike Jesus in you to produce a holy terror that you would say I will run to his mercy his mercy is for those only who have already been convicted of their sins and admit I've sinned and, uh, and know that their sins are going to damn them. And once you know that, you run to Jesus and that's when his mercy is given to you. He floods you. That's when the peace, that's when the miracle happens. And that's why there's not much conviction in the church anymore. That's why people are not really turning to the Lord with all their heart because the law of the Lord has not been laid down as a mirror to convict them of their sins. There has to be conviction. And if you're here this morning and you're convicted, there's something turning and twisting in your heart. This wasn't to be cute this morning. This is to tell you if you've been sitting there drinking smut, lay it down. I'm telling you, you're going to go to hell. Folks, this is not a game. It's your eternal soul. And I will not stand before my Maker. I'll not stand before my blessed Jesus. 
I tell you, I will not and have anybody's blood on my hands. When I stand there and you are there beside me, I'll let you know in all love, I told you. Sunday morning I preached about his coming. I talked about that stuff you were drinking. It was going to damn you. I prayed that you would turn. I begged you. I pleaded and did everything. I used God's hammer. I used his law. I used his mercy. You don't pay me for this. I talked about that stuff you were drinking. It was going to damn you. I prayed that you would turn. I begged you. I pleaded and did everything. I used God's hammer. I used his law. I used his mercy. And he showed a slide here. Um, it's kind of cut off, but that he, um, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, mother is the first commandment. Promise that it may be well with you, that thou mayest live long on this earth, and you fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but talks about chastening and disciplining your children so that they you deliver their soul from hell. There's a lot of applications for that in, in the Bible. You don't pay me for this. Say, oh, Brother Dave, those, those are old-fashioned older techniques from a century ago. No. I don't care what anybody calls it. I'm after your soul. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Jesus, I come to you to be cleansed, to be forgiven, and to be changed. I need a new mind. Oh, God, forgive me for eating and drinking the wrong food and the wrong drink. Give me strength and a desire to feed on Christ and his word, to pray and to seek the Lord with all my heart. Forgive me, Jesus. I know you're coming soon. I want to be ready. Touch me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. And give me this hope. Me and give me it says he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he shall and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. That's Jesus. This hope John fourteen twenty one. Are you ready to meet him now? So, very, very, very heavy duty uh, video. Primarily, David Wilkerson, who's one to be with the Lord, and um, you know, I don't. I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I always want to try to interject. sermons and things of this nature regarding that into what we're talking about because i can talk about current events all day long and the nephilim and things of this nature but the most important thing for any of us myself included is if we're right with the lord and 
um, are we helping other people, you know, move in that direction as well? So that, yeah, that was a very uh, sobering audio clip we heard there. And again, if you click on it, if you want to hear more from David Wilkerson, you can click on this link and there's tons of other ones up there or just do a keyword search on YouTube. Uh, next report is entitled Eider Tomahawk Fusion Reactor Now Complete. Trying to kill God. And I put in LOL. Um, this is just a pretty short video here. Hey, what's up, YouTube? It's Richie from Boston. It is the 15th of November, 2019, and Mimi Prey sent me a link to this. She sent, She stays up on this. But this is the machine that Jesus Freak Computer Geek and myself were talking about the other day in this live stream. We were talking about the Tokamak, the Eider, the neutron star that they're building right down the street from CERN. Well, it turns out that apparently they're done. The building to house the world's largest tokamak fusion reactor is now complete. If you don't know what this is, Eider is a tokamak. A tokamak has been featured in lots and lots of uh, superhero movies, things like that. They always talk about it. It's a giant machine that creates energy in a new way, according to them. But what they call it is a neutron star. This is the facility. It's directly down the road from CERN. Wow. So after talking to so the... So in the Switzerland area, it's right there, you know, right down the road from it. NASA employee right here in this live stream, which I'll leave links to in the, in the description. We drew the conclusion that this is nothing more than a large plasma laser gun powered by CERN, and they're going to use this to try to defeat the creator of all of us, God Almighty. Do you see what I'm saying? So it appears they're right on track. Now, couple that with the fact that suddenly YouTube is shutting everyone down. Now, if you're not on YouTube, maybe it doesn't matter to you, but you need to understand. You need to understand. When's the last time you, I mean, YouTube is just information, people's opinions. We're supposed to live in a free country, etc., etc. Well, for whatever reason, what we've been saying, as conspiratorial and ridiculous as it is over the years, they need to shut it down completely. Couple that with the year 2020. Couple that with this thing being finished, and they're reporting about it, because this is one of the most elusive machines to try to find information on that we've ever covered. It's, it's just absolutely astounding how little information these guys put out. If you look at this machine, it's insane because it doesn't make any sense. A million, it's got a million parts, uh, uh, 10 million moving pieces. And what they do is they shoot plasma around inside here like a donut or a toroidal field. And they keep it all in check with these electromagnets that are lining the entire outside of this machine. So this stuff spins around like liquid lightning in a washing machine at near light speed the electromagnets keep it from hitting the walls because if it does hit the walls it's going to explode and probably blow up the entire earth but who knows long story short they're using this coupled with cern to fire a one shot one kill sniper type device into the heavens through the firmament 
in order to defeat God. How's that for a mouthful? I know. I said it. Oh, man. Also, if you missed this yesterday, I did a live stream on Jailbreak Overlander with author Kevin Estella, and he does wilderness education, wilderness survival. He's an author. He's got a new book out. I will leave links in the description. You may want to watch this. He's got a book for 10 bucks that you... Okay, so we have that, and there were... Bible verses that immediately came into head when I my head when I saw this, <laughs> just the most insane headlines that you can even comprehend now. And the the, the verse from uh, verses from Psalm verse two was what really came into my head as soon as I saw this. In Psalm 2, verse 1, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. That's what I, that's the verse that really came in my head. The Lord shall have them in derision. And again, this is what we should be praying about Things like this. Then he shall speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Uh, that's what needs to happen. And then also Psalm 37 verses 12 through 15. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him for he seeth that his day is coming. Because the Lord knows the beginning from the end. He knows, you know, his day is coming. Which is probably where that expression comes from. You know, oh, your day is coming. Well, a lot of those expressions come from the Bible. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. So their very tongue shall fall upon themselves, which is also mentioned in the Bible. So anyway, I, I put those verses in here if you want to, you know, print those out or look at those, you know, you have that to do. Um, let's go further now. And the next one is geoengineering on full display. Australia in catastrophic state of emergency with over 2 million acres burned now. We have Australia burning. Epic proportions here. Massive amounts of Australia going up in flames. This is something that I think... The world is oblivious to because it's out of sight, out of mind. If you thought the fires in Brazil were bad, if you thought the fires here in America were bad, this dwarfs it. 2.5 million acres on fire. Over 150 fires burning right now. This is what they're dubbing a catastrophic state of emergency. And with that said... We look over at Brisbane, and we see Brisbane's getting pounded by baseball-sized hail. But none of this rain or moisture is coming anywhere near these fires right. to help put it out and to stop this. We have people screaming out here on social media, like, what is going on here? Nobody cares. This needs to be world news. You know, I know it's not the Kardashians, she says, but, you know, please share this. See, the thing is, is that, you know, after, like, just listening to that report from david wilkerson the the world in general and dare i say most people that call themselves christians and i'm not saying this because i think i'm mr perfect but you know they've kind of 
collectively turn their backs on gods on god so what's happened as a result of that is that the restraining hand of god is being removed and when that happens evil rushes in to fill that vacuum so the plans of satan to destroy humanity off the planet are increasingly happening more and more and more without god's intervention I, I think that's why this is all now does that mean that the church is not to pray and fast and warn up no that's why this ministry exists i'm trying to create as much public awareness to wake up christians in general i mean christians are the ones i'm targeting i mean yeah sure secular that might come to the website to get saved it's going to be very heavy duty information and there's probably low likelihood they're going to be able to handle what i'm saying i don't know i mean god that's god's you know um business but I'm, I'm really primarily trying to wake up the church so that they will pray fast educate others whatever they're convicted prepare this type of stuff uh, because i don't see this getting any better with the judgments that god is permitting i'm not saying this is they're doing this the, the dues weapons are not god's not orchestrating the dues weapons he's not orchestrating all the weather warfare and all the droughts and all these other things but because of the situations i've mentioned with the church and with humanity in general and this wickedness increases and then you have a hundred thousand babies aborted every day and that's again there's other factors that play there too which could drive those numbers much higher humanity is collectively bringing a curse upon itself and allowing evil to prosper and to take over that's what we're up against bible warned it would be this way but it's why it's important not to be ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us and unfortunately most people that identify as christians don't know a whole lot about satan's devices they're not educated or if they are they've willfully turned away from it and are going in another direction she's right people are, are locked into their own little bubbles and the media giants out there are keeping people locked in these bubbles. They don't want people to see these things. This is why you're not seeing it spread across social media. This is why we, we put out information and people are like, Yo, I haven't seen a video for you in months. Where you been? Oh, I've been here every single day. Someone has just removed us from view. So people are literally going to have to go seeking out this information. Not expecting it to just fall in your lap. So in this situation... Australia seeing this oh I mean I don't I don't ever log into YouTube hardly ever so I mean the whole subscribe thing to me is irrelevant I just manually check the sites I have a whole list of sites I check sometimes multiple times per day to see what the breaking news is and um that's the only way I can really and I'm not telling you to do that I'm trying to make this ministry kind of like one-stop shopping if you don't have time to engage in all that you know I'm gonna put up a three to six hour study every week where hopefully we're and i know this doesn't, that doesn't sound too concise but with the amount of information i'm trying to process it's about as concise as i can make it um so anyway let's go forward catastrophic state of emergency burning so this is where i i want people to take two steps back for a second look at the bigger picture we know they have all this technology to do things like cloud seeding they can make it rain. Mm -hmm. Yet I haven't heard 
of one instance where they've attempted that yeah. where these and they can they can totally dissipate hurricanes they can you know all of these things that they can do that they've had this technology for many many decades it's funny they don't use any of this stuff or mention any of this stuff when it comes to disasters like this where they can literally send rain over all these wildfires. why would they want to do that over california australia they created them in the first place most likely with on all those different factors that i've mentioned in previous studies on all the different ways they create fires dues is one of them true but there's a lot of other ways they do it why would they want that you know they're going to use every single catastrophe and disaster uh disaster catastrophe and disaster for the further mint of satan's agenda on planet earth so that's why and I, again i'm kind of proud of dabu seven here because normally he doesn't normally it's very vanilla what he's putting out as far as he's not getting a lot of times to the truth behind why in this video he does maybe it's it's i don't know it's, it's a it's a very good sign for him they're going down anywhere hmm world leaders and countries have the technology and power to do things to counter this and they're not using it no but they want to sit there and say oh it's all y'all's fault global climate change blah 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 they have ionospheric heaters sitting in hurricane alley out in puerto rico mm -hmm. where they can blast hurricanes with heat fueling them right this is known this is a fact they are that's there. not even talking about like the next red doppler ultrasound radars which can also in increase and steer the hurricanes uh, he mentioned the ionospheric heaters uh harp can be used with that you've got the nasa blast wave accelerators that can be i mean there's so many different technologies they've got where they can totally dissipate or create hurricanes and they're they're doing this mass uh genocide of the planet through all these different various means sites that track where the stuff's at how come they've never dropped a cold bomb in the hurricane yeah. and killed it right it just stopped it dead in its tracks because they could yeah. never even attempted it they don't want you to know that they can do that because then once it's seen they're gonna be like well why don't you do that to this one and this one and once you kill mm -hmm. all hurricanes by doing that they could well then they couldn't kill us off and they couldn't force us to give up all of our rights and take away everything from us that's that's why I don't want the masses to see this they can control all this they can manipulate all kinds of weather they can manipulate the jet stream they can make it rain like i said cloud seeding going back to the vietnam days yep. and you're telling me ain't no one got the two cents to say hmm maybe we should make it rain in these areas where everything is on fire right yet it's not even being proposed no so when you see governments have the technology and the means to counter this and they're doing nothing but the exact opposite, they're actually, yeah. they're sitting there in silence. Exactly. They're making sure it's as dry as possible in these areas before they start all these fires. Doing, They've done the same thing with California for years. Created all this fuel on the ground, make sure it's dry, then they heavily chemtrail it right prior to doing it because they know the aerosolized aluminum particles and barium are highly flammable doing it all by design on purpose and then what they're doing is making sure that no rain goes into that those areas when they're raining down dues weapons and incinerating people into the footprint of their own house the trees around it are, are green though they're fine no problem there it's 
just absolute total insanity and mass genocide. And again, I just, I view it like the hand of God being removed from the protective hand of God being removed from the planet and Satan really starting to have his way regarding. Now, I'm not saying that to disheartened Christians. I'm just saying overall in general, it's what I'm seeing happen because the church is not educated. They're lukewarm. And I don't mean everybody, but just so many. There's just so little probably prayer going up about these issues. It's not being taught in the pulpits. The 501c3 church is yoked up with the government, which is yoked up, you know, and a lot of times their FEMA, the FEMA uh, clergy response teams are totally yoked up with the government. Just as long as they save their own behind, they're willing to yoke up with the government and, you know, turn over all the the lists of their parishioners to the, I mean, it's so sickening what's going on in the church. It's, it's absolutely incomprehensible. And I'm sure that's going on to a large part all over the planet. So, yeah, it's just very sobering stuff. They're doing nothing. And that says it all to me, to what's really going on here. So as they continue to point the finger at you and yell climate change and try to whip up rules and regulations around it to control man, this continues to happen, and I see none of them out here trying to counter this righteously. No. That's why I cannot wait to the righteous ones level this out the right way. Now, I don't know what he means by that, because I don't think he's a Christian, and I'm not sure if he thinks there's going to be some big righteous counter movement to this and only righteous counter movement to this really that would work with any kind of um, results would be Christians called by God, you know, righteously to pray and fast and engage in spiritual warfare to counter this. Anyhow, I'm going to leave a link. Make sure to follow me on Twitter for breaking news and over on DLive for exclusive live streams. You're only going to find over there where the gloves come off for real. Much love. Okay, so we have that. Uh, okay, then we have this video. Warning, the real Hunger Games are coming. The future of Western society may well resemble the fictional world of District 1 of the Hunger Games. If we are missed by one of the many catastrophes that we talk about on this channel, if we are so lucky, I think... At now, if you can, Hunger Games at ContendingForTruth.com have done tons of studies on the Hunger Games. End of this evolutionary pathway that we're on lies some form of totalitarian government. Now, if you remember in the UK, maybe 30, 40 years ago, 20 years ago even, police only carried billy clubs and concurrent with that people had many firearms rights fast forward to today people have almost no firearms rights in the uk but the police sure do the police have become more militarized as the civilian population has essentially become demilitarized now you think that one should negate the other meaning that if the civilian population was less a threat to itself, then should not the branches of government that oversee law enforcement also be diminished? 
Should the police not also be lessened in their capabilities? I want to talk today about how what we view as the snowflake generation actually begets what has been conventionally known as a police state. Now in the show The Hunger Games, you have one group of the population, in District 1 anyways, everybody else in all the other districts are too preoccupied with staying alive to be able to indulge in any of this stuff. But people in District 1 and 2 to some degree, they're your typical decadent, indulgent, frivolous, entertainment-seeking... I'm just going to say a little, little aside here. Like, I look at District, The Hunger Games, they're showing pictures of the people, of, like, the rich and the elite in, in The Hunger Games. Did you notice, if you've ever watched those, how poorly the elite dress, how unbelievably garish, tacky, and ostentatious in they dress it's like they have no sense of style they don't know how to match anything they have no clue i understand this is an aside this is but like when i watch stuff now like on clips on tv or whether it's like some i don't know if it's a sports cast if it's if it's whatever any kind of commentator in secular media I have noticed that increasingly they don't know how to dress. It's like, I don't know if the networks purposely put them in there with, with everything that clashes in their suits. Like their tie does not match their jacket, does not match their handkerchief. It doesn't, and I don't know. I, I guess I was just brought up different. I, I was, when I was in practice, I wore a suit and tie, or not a suit and tie, I wore a white collar button down shirt and a tie with dress pants and dress shoes every single day to work. That's just what I felt like a doctor should wear. In the last job that I was in, where I was working with MDs and that, they wanted me to start wearing scrubs. And I'm like, what am I, going in for surgery? I don't want to wear pajamas to work. Nonetheless, or, or, and furthermore, I refuse to wear pajamas to work. I understand if you're a surgeon. I get it. Okay, understood. But I felt like that's what I should wear to represent myself as a doctor adds a certain amount of credibility now it's like you know i see pastors in the pulpit you know and stuff and they're they're like hey it's corporate casual they're like wearing a t-shirt and jeans and and i watch different commentators and stuff online or just various clips and it's like people it, it's like what they're wearing it's like they're trying to be like i guess trendy or be like the world but so much of the time like with commentators i see them they're wearing stuff and it like they, it clashes so bad and then this newest trend to wear sneakers with full suits sneakers these weird looking sneakers that they wear with suits now and i'm like what is going on you don't wear sneakers you wear dress shoes with a suit i'm sorry but that's the way it's been it's what looks appropriate. But I look at the Hunger Games, which they want to paint as our future. I guess I said all that to say this. And I look at how, I mean, this is so ridiculous, the way they're dressed and so tacky and gaudy that with the, with the, like, the way their women are applying makeup and, and how everything they're wearing clashes and the big hair and, and just, it looks like a drag queen festival. It's almost like that's another way that Satan is trying to defile 
humanity by, you know, having the people that are in high places just dress like so weirdly and off the wall and they don't know how to match colors. And I don't know. I mean, I understand this is not a salvation issue. It's just one of the things I've really gotten convicted of lately. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, sorry, but, but I see in the Hunger Games, it's like, oh, okay, I, this is where they want to bring us, obviously. Totally vulnerable, effeminate, metrosexual types. Yes. And in stark contrast to that, you have these highly militarized, jackboot thug, stormtrooper-like police right. who are incredibly aggressive, which complements the extremely pacified civilian population. Mm -hmm. And that's accompanied with a very panoptical surveillance society where everything you do is monitored and known about. What seems to be happening is that there's a certain amount of patriarchy and masculinity to go around in the 1800s and then the 1900s a man had to protect his family he had to take it upon himself to be the role of a police officer within his community because there were no police officers or maybe there were constables but they had very limited capabilities and powers so self-defense was primarily the responsibility of individuals as we become more urbanized, as things become more regulated, as technology permeates into more and more aspects of our lives, we start to relinquish more of that control in exchange for all of the distractions that accompany an urbanized lifestyle. Because people, when put in cities, necessarily become culturally hermaphroditic. They become culturally unisex. Because all of those masculine traits that kept people alive right. for thousands of years right. are incrementally offloaded to government. Right. And as are all of the matriarchal aspects of society. Things like education, childcare, possibly in the near future with the advancements in genetic alteration, designer babies, test tube babies. There may come a time when you can take the female out of the procreation equation and so what you have then is you have this unisex lump in the cities have become these infantile cultural hermaphrodites of sorts wherein the police take on the role of the father and social services the education system the healthcare system right. take on the role of the mother both of which are parenting in a manner which is increasingly more authoritarian and as this happens, the actual parents of children are... And again, this is what George Orwell, 1984, and Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, the state is your God, the state is your mommy and your daddy and your parent, and the state is in control of everything. You need to relinquish all of your freedoms and liberty over to the state and let us control and rule over you. That's where we're heading, and, and obviously the first places you're going to see this are the most... Um, the, the largest examples in society are probably the biggest cities out there. Whereas if you get out more into the, the, the suburbs and then the rural areas in the country, you're going to see less and less of that. Or did less and less rights to raise their children how they see fit. So no more corporal punishment allowed at home. But you can bet that if you get out of line in some way, shape or form, oh, there's going to be corporal punishment coming and it's going to be handed down from the militarized police. So this opens a door then to a concept called turnkey totalitarianism, a point in which we become so vulnerable 
and so stripped of all our civil rights and liberties, but to the same degree that we've been stripped of these liberties, we've now built ourselves this panoptical surveillance state prison where at any given time the hammer can be brought down on people with relative ease. Just like in the Hunger Games, that at any time they wanted to, those stormtroopers could steamroll all of the superficial people which it was created to keep safe. This is the fear with turnkey totalitarianism, is that it all emerges in good faith. It all incrementally emerges for the purpose of keeping people safe. All of these laws and regulations that we have today are for the purpose of keeping us safe. There may not even be necessarily an agenda to use it in the ways I'm talking about down the road, but just the fact that that is going to be the objective state of things should worry people. So to play the devil's advocate with this, the literal devil's advocate in some people's minds, one might say that in order for us to reach new heights of technological sophistication to the point where we could be an interstellar species, this is a necessary phase that we must become vulnerable right. in these mega cities first so that we can get to a point where we can reap and this is why they want to move us into the mega cities the stack and pack you know dues weapon everybody out of the out of the country and out of the mountains and out of the because you can't be controlled there near as readily and the ones that they didn't kill with the dues weapons and the and the subterranean plasma weapons and all the other things they're doing well then you know they'll flee to the to the cities in fear and then they can be easily controlled and programmed and manipulated in the cities under the guise of this panopticon big brother authoritarian society. The rewards that automation and artificial intelligence and genetic engineering and genetically modified everything has to bring. Some people argue that we need to give up these rights and freedoms in order for that to happen. But why then is there such a disproportional increase in the militarization mm -hmm of all of these government branches. And militarization isn't just something which happens in policing. It happens in social work. It happens in the education system. When a parent's right to raise their child in a way that they see fit becomes secondary to the agenda of the state, because the state approach is said to be more scientifically informed, which to an extent is a reasonable proposition. But once again, we could easily imagine how that sort of power could be misused. So to summarize then, you have all the masculinity which is condensed in the hands of law enforcement, hmm. and you have the matriarchy which is condensed in the hands of those other institutions that I mentioned, and the neutered unisex masses become stripped of their humanity, domesticated and docile, and become these hedonistic drones moving from one ephemeral cultural distraction to the next. Now, this is why so many people are turning to preparedness and self-reliance. Because they can see the writing on the wall here. They realize that even absent some major catastrophe that puts us back three, four hundred years, we are likely to go so far down this pathway to technocracy and turnkey totalitarianism that it will essentially be an SHTF situation characterized by excessive rule of law. A dystopia in the purest sense of the word. Now as anybody who's watched this channel for a long time knows, I'm not into 
political provocation. But I do like to think critically about the world we're in. And even if a person is of the belief that justice will prevail in the end, one cannot deny the fact that the conditions for turnkey totalitarianism are present. That is undeniable. Now, how things might play out after that depends on the country you're in. If you are in a country where there are lots of rights and freedoms for the people still, then it's going to be a lot harder. The United States, for instance, has one of the most sophisticated surveillance apparatuses of its own people. It also enjoys a relatively comfortable amount of freedom. But there are many countries throughout the world where what I'm talking about could be implemented with the turn of a key. The point of this channel is to encourage preparedness in all its various domains. And part of preparedness in self-reliance is the ability to think critically and not have your vision mired by identifying with some ideology or political surplus. At the end of the day, it's about survival. And one thing seems abundantly clear to me that one of the most underrated SHTF scenarios is the dystopian one. People talk about economic collapse, WW3, global pandemic. But possibly the biggest threat of all is the martial law, the excessive rule of law, the dystopia that comes afterwards. And I've made several videos about that on this channel before. So the question I have for you then, to allude to another movie, are you divergent in your thinking? Will you be a target of the dystopia because you choose to think for yourself? Because you want to be self-reliant? Because you believe in free will and self-determination? Let me know in the comment section below. Thanks for watching Canadian Prepper Out. So again, that's Canadian Prepper. Uh, you can just search for him on uh, YouTube. Puts out a lot of good videos. Uh, <clears throat> the next report here is rivers run red with pig blood. Pigs slaughtered in the wake of African swine fever. GMO pigs are the proposed answer, of course. Why is the flu at record levels? Immunosuppressive effects of the grand solar minimum, propane crisis, and agricultural disaster. I mean, it covers a lot of stuff here. This is the Ice Age Farmer. And the rivers have run red with the blood of pigs, actually. 47,000 of them slaughtered in South Korea in this latest attempt to curb the spread of African swine fever. Obviously, something went awry here. We'll take a look at that, as well as the uh, polar vortex, which is again... Guaranteed the, the whole spreading of African swine fever to, to kill off, I don't know, it's like one-third of all the pigs on the planet, I think, at this point. That's been all done by design on purpose. And again, they want to bring in the Franken-meat. They want to bring in the GMO. They want to bring in the soylent green. Therefore, they've got to kill off all the animals that at bare minimum aren't GMO. And then preferably they want to go into the Franken meat where it's lab created meat. And then also have you eating copious amounts of roaches and crickets and things of this nature. That's where they're trying to lead us to. And again, it's all about control and getting us to eat defiled things and putting that in our bodies. Bringing record colds to much of the United States exacerbating the propane shortage which is precluding producers from drying their corn and crops just the latest blow 
in a disastrous season for U.S. producers. We'll also cover a lot of other events that are risking food production globally, and then we'll take a look at the brush fires that are now burning over a million hectares in Australia. All of this today, I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer Channel. In South Korea, where they've already slaughtered 380,000 pigs, the latest 47,000 that were slaughtered, unfortunately there was, quote, a delay in producing the, the plastic containers that are used to bury and dispose safely of those carcasses, which means that the uh, diseased dead pigs were just left in trucks outside, whereupon a series of heavy rains washed the blood into local rivers. This is pretty disgusting. Quote, it made many people living in the area anxious and worried. Yeah, you don't say. The rivers run red with the blood of diseased pigs. I would be anxious, and I am anxious and worried as well about that. What was also hard to endure was the odor. I heard many farmers couldn't even work because of the unbearable smells. This should not have happened. And this really is a, a window into the kind of mismanagement which will guarantee that this ASF disease, which is destroying pork production globally, is going to continue spreading. It is making its way across international borders. And um, we'll take a look at more of that in a second. But yeah, you've already heard that we are at risking a quarter of the world's pig population, which obviously affects the pork production. This carries over into all other forms of protein, poultry, fish. And also, pigs are used to produce drugs like insulin, heparin, uh, skin grafts sometimes come from pork skins. So there is a cascading series of events that flow from this. And we're only beginning to start to appreciate what this is going to do. China's pork crisis is bigger than you think. From Market Watch, African swine fever in the world's second largest economy is shaking global meat markets. It's not just shaking them. We read down here, quote, Today's ASF debacle isn't just creating shockwaves. It is an earthquake that is changing the very structure of the pork supply chain, both inside and outside of China. That structural change is meaning windfalls for meat producers in Brazil, Australia, and Europe. And we've been keeping an eye on the fact that, you know, for one thing, pork prices, even in spite of the fact that China is releasing millions of pounds of pork from their strategic pork reserves, they're scrambling to obtain, um, here's the strategic pork reserves, scrambling to obtain pork from anywhere they can, making deals with Russia as the latest one. Uh, trying to buy from, from the Danish crown, pulling in pork from all over the world. And even then, um, pork prices domestically for China have doubled there, which is a huge problem for them. That's their by far their most popular source of protein. Of course, they are slurping out rapidly all of the domestic pork production from the United States, having purchased Smithfield some time ago. So they are stealing our food wholesale from the United States, just shipping those carcasses over, and we need to put a stop to that immediately. Boycott Smithfield, something you can do at the local level, but uh, we need to raise awareness of that. I also wanted to point out here from this article from VOA, swine flu complicates Australia-Vietnam relations. 
I'm less worried about the tension in international relations there as much as, you know, perhaps you heard the story of a Vietnamese woman who attempted to bring pork with her when she was visiting Australia, and they found it in customs, and they stripped her of her visa and sent her back home. Um, well, the reason there, according to this, quote, a recent round of testing found nearly half of that pork product seized from air travelers is testing positive for ASF. This is not just some random precaution. It is very much a, a risk that, in fact, it's almost an inevitability, folks, that ASF is going to spread globally, which means pork production is going to continue taking hits. It's going to be a real issue for folks when this reaches the United States, if it hasn't already. And in fact, we're seeing signs of stress in U.S. pork production. Take a look at this. Uh, research is being funded into an unusual strep outbreak in pigs. This is news right now. A strep bacteria commonly found in horses has suddenly made its way over to pigs. It was isolated both in pigs and dogs this year. Quote, what is unusual is that this form of strep has gotten over to pigs and is causing instant, <laughs> instant death. There's not a lot of symptoms there. That is the symptom, sudden death. Um, so again, this is not ASF itself. This is a, uh, a form of uh, an unusual form of a strep bacteria. But this tells us two things. First of all, that the uh, U.S. swines are in poor shape. They're in poor health, and they are succumbing to these new diseases right now actively. So we're primed to receive ASF. And for a second thing, this is reminiscent of a report I did nearly two years ago pointing out that during solar minimum, there are immunosuppressive effects of the increase in galactic cosmic rays, and furthermore, um, they have an effect on both viruses and bacteria causing rapid mutations. From the Journal of Astrobiology and Outreach, Sunspot Cycle Minima and Pandemics, the Case for Vigilance. And I'll read from the abstract briefly again, as you can see that previous report as well for more on this. Quote, Minima in the sunspot cycle present conditions conducive to the entry or activation of new pathogens and also for mutations of existing ones, both bacteria and viruses. Three grand minima of solar activity on record, the spore minimum, the maunder minimum, and the Dalton minimum, have all been marked by a preponderance of pandemics, smallpox, English sweats, the plague, cholera. And okay, this is... This is a big reason I played this video. We, we've got like, okay, the the swine gigantic pig die-off that's going on and these things. But this I was not aware of, that it's documented in history that when you have a, any type of grand solar minimum in the sunspot cycle, it, it presents con conditions conducive to entry or activations of new pathogens and also for mutations of already circulating bacteria and viruses for some reason when you're into grand solar minimum which right now we're going into and they're saying we're going to be in this for years i mean like toward i think the end of of the 20 the the um 2020s like not all the way i think to 2030 but late into it what they're saying is true, we're going to be in this for a long time. Now, so far, now I'm not saying that this isn't weather manipulation either, okay? But 
they can't manipulate the sun. So the grand solar minimum that we're going into right now, and these are these are cycles, but that's something they can't manipulate. Now they can make it worse, okay, through different forms of um, climate control and things of this nature. I think chemtrailing will make it worse by blocking the sun that's actually hitting the planet, which would could potentially cool it down, which is supposedly the how they're battling global warming is through you know chemtrailing. But when you're in a grand solar minimum, according to this uh, very highly advanced research that they've done here, the activation of new pathogens and the mutation of already circulating bacteria and viruses are at a much higher rate. So just from that standpoint alone, we are going to start, we are going to see more people getting sick with different kinds of viruses and bacteria and pathogens just from that alone three grand solar minimum on solar activity um the maunder minimum which was from four, 1450 to to uh, man that was 100 years 1550 ad the um that was a spore minimum and then the maunder minimum which was from 1650 to 1700 ad and then the dalton minimum which was from 1800 1830 have all been marked by the preponderance of pandemics smallpox english sweats plague cholera and probably etc so they got all these ways they want to kill us off anyway this is only going to help the new world order to accomplish that and and i i shudder to say but in the next 10 years i can't even imagine what they're going to try to pull and again vaccines are going to play heavily into that so that is something to be keenly aware of it is not uncharacteristic for us now in a solar minimum to be seeing rapidly changing viruses, uh, suppressed immune systems, both human and animal. And uh, that's why it's not entirely a surprise. In fact, in China, it's also being reported just yesterday that the, the plague is, is, being, uh, is coming out. Two people have been affected with the Black Death there. So this is something to keep an eye on, certainly a huge threat to the global food supply protein. We've seen the words global protein shortage being used here, and I think that's appropriate. Now there's another interesting facet to hear, a little bit of a nuance here. There is a company called PIC, the PIC, the Pig Improvement Company, which was started with just you know natural breeding, natural selection of pigs, but they've since moved on to genetically modifying their pigs. It's an animal genetics company, and they have struck a deal earlier in the year, this is in May, with China, to produce pigs specifically that are resistant to PRRSV. It's, a, it's another virus, not ASF, but uh, a problem for pigs. It's a virus there. You can bet your bottom dollar that this firm is actively at work producing an ASF-resistant, in fact, they're talking about, they're actively producing an ASF-resistant pig right now. And it's pretty surreal if you go to... Um, and ASF stands for African Swine Fever. And they've even got their um, their pigs that they've got up on their website that they're selling. It's the PIC 800 pig, and they show a picture of it, and the PIC 337. Um, and these are, these are GMO pigs. And this is their remedy for when all the pigs are died off, but there's still demand for pork. Fine. We'll bring in the... Um, pick 800 pig gmo pig 
that will probably give you higher meat yields and you don't have to worry about it getting African swine fever. This is how they're going to kill off all the normal animals and replace them with Franken animals. I mean, this is really, really bad. The Pig Improvement Company's website. And this is why I'm saying you, you, you really want to try to maybe get your your preps and, and your, your storable foods now because in the future, like I don't buy tuna anymore ever because, you know, I know the Fukushima and that's where they get the tuna from is the Pacific Ocean. And I don't want to eat, you know, fish that's glowing. And I understand there are certain ways that you can kind of, but I wouldn't mess with it, man. I wouldn't take the chance at this point. And click on their products tab. I should have had it up. You just see pictures of pigs. These are their products genetically modified, genetically selected pigs with certain resistances. And so, you know, I did an incredibly scientific Twitter poll asking folks if they thought that ASF was engineered virus, was something that was created in a lab in order to, to bring about these problems. Absolutely. And actually a, a preponderance of people believe that it is. Yes. But without even speaking to Don't them, ever let a, 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 well, they created it, but don't ever let any kind of catastrophe go to waste. So it's problem, reaction, solution. This is the solution. GMO animals. Now, this will probably happen to the some other sect of, you know, the poultry, the chickens and the cows where eventually, and who knows how, in, in how short of a time period, all the normal animals are all, and again, that's the big theme of the Hunger Games. I mean, you go out in the forest and all the animals are, are like mutant GMO animals. They're all some kind of weird mutant hybrid. And again, it's all about just like Genesis 6, defiling the DNA of God's creation and replacing it with the satanic replacement this is what they're going to try to do with all the animal kingdom and I, I hate to say this but this is what i see coming and i see predictive programming and shows like the hunger games and now we're seeing it right in front of us we can absolutely say with certainty that it is causing immense problems for the world's production of pork right now and it looks like it will be another vector for the centralization of control the consolidation of control of the world food supply into a very small number of hands. In this case, those who control the genes of the virus-resistant pigs. Well, Unbelievable. So he goes on for about another 27 minutes. He's got a really good channel, Ice Age Farmer. And I give you the link to this report if you want to hear the rest of it. I mean, just I just can't cover it all. But um, I will go over other subjects covered and kind of some of the ones that, that he covers that I'm not, I don't have time to go over. But um he talked about u.s cold and propane emergency and he gives here's all the links to all the the stuff about the propane emergency and the unbelievable cold fronts coming through which are just destroying all the crops that were in the field but the crops were already devastated because of all the flooding that happened in the midwest and they didn't get them planted until way late in the year if they could plant at all and then the crop yields were horrible and then they bring in all that cold weather by design on purpose to kill off the remaining crops and then they don't have any propane to dry everything out so food shortages i mean i can't see how there cannot start to be food shortages next year because typically you're relying on you know last year's harvest in order to you know fuel this year's food buying so i just i don't see how and i don't see how you could go wrong um with stocking up at this point because even for even if the food's available next year you might see a doubling and tripling of prices i don't know i can't say for sure i hope it's not the case but it's i'm looking at all this and i'm saying 
wildfires everywhere, flooding everywhere, horrible crop yields, all these farmers going out of business, uh, animals mass die off. How could food prices not skyrocket? I, I just, I don't see how it's not coming. And then he got another, Alberta sugar beets destroyed by freeze. And this is how all, the, all their sugar beets were destroyed by freeze. And then the next one he covered, USA, USDA sabotage. Future of key farming research uncertain as two to three of the USDA staff say they won't move. They want to move these big corporate offices out of Washington, D.C. And a lot of the people that are working at those things say, I'm not going to move to Missouri. My life's here. I'm not going to do it. So the USDA, which has a lot to do with um, the food and the agriculture, a lot of them are saying they're not going to move. So they'll just, I don't know, put in people that are totally unqualified for those jobs. Jason Britt made a comment and said 85% of the corn in North Dakota, 70% in Wisconsin, 67 in Michigan, 61% in South Dakota, and 31% of Iowa's corn has not been harvested. Okay, those are just facts he's citing there. So again, I'm not big for corn because it's GMO anyway, and they're using a lot of it with ethanol, but they use it for high fructose corn syrup, GMO, high fructose corn syrup, and to make GMO ascorbic acid, which is, you know, their version of Franken vitamin C. Um, you know, that's, that's it, but it has other cascading effects on other things. So <laughs> 85% of the corn in North Dakota not harvested you know and i just i don't know there here's the here's one about cotton um trade wars forgotten farmers get crushed u.s cotton industries crushed farmers are now turning to loan sharks and this is a wall street journal article farmers in crisis turn to high interest loans as banks pull back because it's just like you're not going to be able to get insurance now in california because you know the dude's weapons raining down hell from above and the in the subterranean plasma weapons raining hell from underneath and then all the arsonists they've got and then all the power line issues and all the other reasons they're causing fires well then that gives them the excuse to say well we're not going to insure your house so you're on your own if you get in a wildfire so then the person then they then they can't sell their house because the house is uninsurable so then the property value goes to nothing and guess what government comes in eventually and scoops it all up for pennies on the dollar the chinese or whoever mission accomplished they get all your they get all your 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 property for pennies on the dollar and you have to move to the stacking pack that's what they want all of this is cascading and this is where we're all moving here uh wisconsin dairy crisis dean food files chapter 11 bankruptcy a huge gigantic um company there for dairy dean foods and they're they went into bankruptcy Forbes article says Walmart moves into the dairy business as milk consumption drops. And they're saying part of that is because people are moving away from dairy and into like soy milk and all the other. And again, that's exactly what they want. And I'm not saying the dairy industry is great because it's not because most of the dairy is dirty. That's not organic, obviously. But whenever Walmart moves in, it's like the Chinese moving in to buy stuff at pennies on the dollar. Walmart, China Mart, it's the same thing. It's always a bad sign when you see that. Then another one from futurism.com, Bill Gates working, working with geneticists to create the perfect cow. Again, they're doing this by design. They want to have that cow ready to go, just like they got those GMO pigs ready to go, ready to order when they kill off all the cows. I mean, you know, unless God intervenes, I don't see any other way out of this. 
the other one um and again these are all things he covers individually that i didn't want to take the 37 minutes to go through because i mean i'm already into the close to the sixth hour here for this study and uh, i just don't have the time to, to do it all but you can listen to that if you like uh, europe loses how could this be accurate a thousand farms per day claims new agriculture commissioner all the small small mom and pop everything is going farms businesses everything they're bringing us all into the new world order the big new world order panopticon where walmart satan mart china and all this that's where they're bringing us to you know and again it's because collectively humanity has turned its back on god and the protective hand of god is being pulled back from the plane i believe second thessalonians chapter two kind of when it says when the restrainer is moving and again i think that restrainer um and there's a lot of theory exactly what that is but you know the, the the protective hand of god is being removed from the planet and it's allowing wickedness and evil to prosper but you know man's choosing that route collectively by their own actions not everybody but a large percentage unfortunately so my comments is you know get your preps uh you know one of the options that you have also is um if you go to a place like if you have big lots near you or some of these discount stores you i went in there the other day to big lots and i know i'm going to be over on time for this segment but i don't want to end it um big lots um you can go in there and i found all kind of canned goods that were organic and a lot of times people don't even buy those it's like they don't want the organic no and i'm getting it at like a third of the cost i would normally pay and it's not expired and even i mean even if like the expiration dates next year that's not you can eat a lot of times you can eat canned goods for years after the expiration date depending on what it is i i watched a video on the other day and they're like listen if it's fruit or if it's tomato sauce you really don't want to mess with that because they're both very acidic especially tomato sauce and you don't want to eat like tomato sauce five years after it's expired okay okay that could be bad you don't want to eat something in a can if the can is bulging or if it's got like dents in it here's another dead giveaway if you ever and i learned this in advanced biology at bishop Verreaux high school okay a long time ago mr stewart and this is the only thing i can remember from the class but he had this gigantic section on botulism and how incredibly deadly botulism can be and he wasn't lying but botulism a lot of times if you have dented cans if you ever open a can up in it like it you feel pressure or worst case scenario it like explodes on you get in the shower immediately wash with cold water and then eventually turn it up to hot and wash all that off because you don't want to wash initial hot water because you don't want your pores to open up cold get ready get take your clothes put them in the washer botulism can kill you and the problem with botulism is is you don't know unless you know you've been exposed it can kill you before you find out Okay, it's not and so with canned goods they're dented um i would be suspect and if there's any kind of of like popping pressure or if you see the can bulging out don't even open it okay and god forbid it explodes on you you know that's probably botulism and the thing is is the stuff is tasteless you can't smell it at all it's bad news so that little tip i gave you could save your life anyway i 
there's all kind of stuff like I, I found like at Big Lots the other night, like not even just canned, but other stuff that was organic. And you could buy it in bulk and, and get it at like maybe one third of the price, if not even more. And there's a way that you can you can save some money. And also just to diversify your preps. Meaning there's a lot of people that like, yeah, I'm all prepped up. I got I got a hundred pounds of pinto beans and hundred pounds of rice, I'm good to go. Oh, really? Well, is that the way you normally eat? Because there's a thing called food fatigue, and it's real, and I've never experienced it. Most of us have probably never experienced it, but if you're forced to eat the same foods over and over again with no diversification, your body will kind of start. And not only that, you, there's no way you can get the, the balance of nutrients and vitamins and minerals and things like that you need anyway, eating that way. You want to try to diversify your preps. And a place like Big Lots, even though you might be all prepped up, you might be able to go in there and buy like, oh, wow, yeah, I really like that. And I can have this and I can add it to this. Or maybe I can make a soup with this and I can make this it kind of spice things up type of thing. You know, it's just something to think about. Also, uh, if there's a supplement that you would like to order from me. Now, I've got, I probably have over 200 supplements that I sell. And I can send you my fee sheet. Um, and some links that kind of go over what what they are. But you can go to the website anovahealth.com, A-N-O-V-A health. So one word, anovahealth.com, and just do a keyword search. If it's on that site, I can order it, just so you know. I can order it for you. Um, and um, again, when you order from me, you're supporting the ministry. I don't have a website. You could say, now people will go up to that website. I'll send them links. They're like, I can't order. It's a link, but I can't. It's for professionals, okay? It's for professionals to order off that site. But I can send those links out, or you can search for things. Like you go to their search box page, just like you go to contendingfortruth.com. You do a little search in there. Okay, I'm looking for CoQ10, or I'm looking for something for prostate, or whatever, hair, skin, and nails. You do a keyword search, their search box is very good, and then you'll you'll see a whole bunch of stuff come up, usually multiple pages of stuff. And if you're totally unsure, you can email me and say, what would you recommend out of these? And I, I can kind of tell you. Now, I can't get into doctor's consults. I don't have the time. I can do kind of brief little things where I can kind of try to direct you in the right direction um but i i just i don't have the time with the ministry and everything else the ministerial constraints to to do a whole lot on that end a lot of times i'll have word docs though that i can send you on given health conditions and maladies so anovahealth.com and you can i can order anything on that website for you but you won't be able to order off the website okay um and then the last thing, oh, I just, what I did here is when we talked about the grand solar minimum, we're going to expect to see more people coming down with bacterial, viral, I would imagine fungal type of problems because of just the grand solar minimum. And this is going to be going, going for like the next, I don't know, eight years or something I heard it was. Well, I reposted my information on colds flus the immune system here okay i'm not going to go over this again I've, I've went over it a lot of times but it's the supplements i recommend and it's not cookie cutter and it's not just everything i talk about calcium the, the role it plays in the immune system and um uh multivitamins that i recommend just as a good base that pretty much everybody should kind of be on a good 
uh, multivitamin derived from a whole food source. And I've got some really good ones from innate response formula and Intramax. Uh, and then on then the colloidal silver that we have. Um, and that's um, the Invive colloidal silver. And the website there is dr-johnson.com. dr-symbol-johnson.com. Um, and then on, but see, colloidal silver acts as a secondary immune system, but to, to build up your primary, which is what I recommend you do, which is what I do, I take like one dose of silver, typically like once a week, just to keep candida levels down. I just don't feel like I need it really any more than that. Um, I, I personally primarily rely on like a really good vitamin C and I don't mean, and I understand innate now their vitamin C's have ascorbic acid, but they're derived from oranges. So it's not GMO. And then they've got a lot of other stuff in there as well, which, you know, makes it more like a whole food complex. Okay. I, I pleaded with them not to go that route. They did. It's still a great product. It's still way, way better than you're going to find most of the time in, in any kind of health food store. Um, but in, it's not ascorbic acid as such. And when you combine it with whole foods, you're getting back to more of that whole food complex. But it's not derived from GMO corn. It's derived from oranges. Okay. So um, I give you the links to the innate response vitamin C400, their C complete powder. And then the one I use a lot is the BioC Plus 1000 by Biotics, which I think kind of bang for the buck. It's probably about the best one I have. I have another one from Pharmax Vitamin C Powder, which is more of a very bulk vitamin C. Now, it's not derived from, from ascorbic acid, but it's not in a food base. And But you get a lot. And if you're trying to like go with the bulk stuff and really store up, it's a really, really super good value. It's not that expensive for a big tub of it. Well, I mean tub, I mean, I don't know. I'll look at the ones I got right now. Uh, 8.8 .8 ounces of powder, 250 servings per container, and it's vitamin C from magnesium ascorbate, and it's got some magnesium ascorbate as well in there, but that's it. It's not in a food base, but the thing is, is if you take something like this, let's say you took it with a little bit of vitamin C, well, now you're almost creating a food base there, or putting it with a little bit of cranberry type of juice. You're, you're going to get better absorption because... That's how we were intended to absorb things. But it's not ascorbic acid that we're dealing with there. And um, uh, if you email me, I'll, I can send you a price list. And again, I don't pressure anybody about anything. You know, if you feel led, if you want to support the ministry, it's one of the ways you can do it. Um, a good whole food vitamin D3 product, which I've talked a lot about with immune system stuff. Innate response vitamin D3, the 5,000 is probably the best value that i've got it comes in a 60 count bottle uh and then it comes in a 2000 international unit count now that's more the whole food vitamin d3 that innate still makes it's where the, the first the 5000 is whole food but this is really whole food this is like mega if you really really want to be strict about it uh and then also i have it for the children the pharmax children's chewable 1000 international units and then I also have a Mega Foods D3 gummy, 1,000 international units, which is in a food base for children. 
or adults. I mean, like if a woman wants something in a gummy form or something, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if it's enough for a full grown man, but you know, it's an option. Uh, and then I tell, I show the calcium products I have because a lot of times calcium can be a very, very big factor in immune system issues. Uh, I give you the verbiage on all of that in the little newsletter that I post with this. Selenium for any viral case is big. Now I have two different liquids now, plus I have the innate response selenium, which is a whole food tablet. That's the one I like best. It's the one I take personally. It's just in a whole food base. I just feel it's better absorbed. You don't need as much of it. But if you're doing like the bulk thing, I have liquid seleniums that are also very good. And it's more of a, not so much um, in a natural state, but the one I have is the, the ones in a, uh, it's an ionic selenium that is, uh, got a, a lot of other stuff in it. And that's a really good one. That's from Trace Minerals. And then I've got one that's just more like really, really high dosage in a little bottle of selenium that you would have like for more so, probably more so for emergencies. If there was a viral outbreak, you would want to have selenium on hand because it's been proven that selenium in any kind of viral outbreak, the especially like I, I did that information on, on Ebola where something like Ebola absolutely totally eats up all your selenium. It just gobbles it up. And um, it also does that to vitamin C, Ebola. And I think this would hold true for a lot of viruses. So for me, selenium and vitamin C are super, super, super important. Vitamin D3 would also be for a lot of people. Now, personally, I just don't feel like I need vitamin D3. Taylor really, really needs it. But when I take it, I feel nothing. When I take vitamin C, I feel the difference in my immune system. For me, that's what I really, really burn up. And probably I'm under a lot of stress. You burn up a lot of stress when um you burn up a lot of vitamin c when you're under stress because the adrenals one of the main things the adrenals needs to be healthy is vitamin c another thing it needs is salt enough good like the pink himalayan salt so if you're under a lot of stress you're probably going to need more like the pink himalayan salt and more vitamin c okay because those feed the adrenals and that's why when i drink something like coffee which i don't drink a lot I just feel like that just sucks all the vitamin C out of my body and my immune system goes down and I have to really compensate with a lot of vitamin C. So that's just me though. Not everybody's that way. Some people can drink coffee by the pot and it doesn't affect their immune system. Everybody's different. Some people swear by vitamin D3 and I know it's very important, but I think some people have the ability to maybe um, either ration what they've got um, or produce more on their own because you do make vitamin D3 through sunlight and and um anyway I've, I've talked a lot about this over in the past um let's see here uh the natural remedy for flu oh okay this is using hydrogen peroxide i think you put it in the ears when you feel the flu coming on like one or two drops that can knock it out but again if you're depleted in all the things i just mentioned eh, i don't know how much much effect it's going to have because there's going to be nothing for your immune system to draw upon. You can do silver in the ears as well if you feel a flu coming on. And the silver, the Invive silver, if you do like a 500 part per million in the ears, a few drops, it doesn't burn. Hydrogen peroxide tends to burn. So that's, a, that's another 
really good way that a lot of times you can knock out a flu before it ever develops just put the hydrogen peroxide in or the or the 500 part per million vibe silver in the ears and it'll knock out a, a flu many many times now what i do here is i list out for lung infections how to nebulize the invive mild silver protein 100 part per million is what invive recommends for the sinus infection um where where to buy like one of those little blue atomizing bottles and and what use 500 part per million silver in there and you can knock out sinus infections really quick i I give you all the little things how to do how to treat ear infections uh, and then i give you my little presentation on colloidal silver mild silver protein its uses in history if you want to know more and then also proactive measures in the event of a pandemic i tell you like what you would want to have on hand dosages um, how much you'd want to take for a pandemic uh, i give you the invive silver dosing chart for children and babies and that's yeah, that's all I have. I'm way, way, way super over on time. So this will end part four. Uh, God bless you. And um, we will, Lord willing, see you next week in the next audio. Thank you and God bless you.